back everyone to the NQC studio. We're here today for this glorious episode five where we're gonna talk to movies and shows that grab our eyes, turn off our brains, and make a few folks out there say, that is not quite cinema. Not quite cinema. I'm joined here today, once again, by Jeremy Chang. Hello. Jeremy, I'm gonna start us right off. Okay. Before you get into our agenda. Sure. Something important happened. Really? You don't say, you don't say. We got mail from the multiverse again. I'm not joking. Wow. We got okay. we got multiversal mailbox too wow. going on. That's Do you want to hear this? I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna share it. I, I didn't think. Multiversal mailbox. To be honest, I was contacted by the CIA, FBI, talking about where'd you get this multiversal mailbox. I said I can't tell you. They backed off just like that. Now we're gonna hear okay. from a certain someone in a certain dimension. <laughs> it's not funny, Jeremy. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, go ahead. Dear, not quite cinema. I found an episode of your podcast. Delivered to me through the multiverse. What? Wow. Are you kidding me? How's Again? Wow. Once I get two, yeah. two times? I don't know. Crazy. It seems like it's not a coincidence. I do not fully understand your universe. It sounds as though there's a key difference. What? Okay. Here, the MCU fell apart and the DCEU took off. Oh, that's interesting. Whoa. Well, I'll keep going. That sounds impossible. I can't read this word. Terrible handwriting from whatever the fuck this Here, is. Let's see. A T T O N N G. Maybe I can help you out, perhaps. You know? Attaining huge success. Oh, okay. There okay. We go. The turning point seems to be in 2016. Here, in my universe, Civil War received scathing reviews, while Batman versus Superman got called the greatest comic book movie in a decade. Wait, what if the MCU had? I don't know. Maybe maybe they might have meant to say continued. No way that word says continue. That's an A. <laughs> Yo, this universe is so shit at handwriting, dude. I'm not even joking with you. Look at this. I mean, don't look at it. Okay, look you at don't that. Have to point it out. I mean, that just seems a little mean. Chicken scratch is what I'm looking at right, right now, Jeremy. That's a little rude. <laughs> Jesus. I know they can't hear. All right, me, but... listen. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I often lie awake and wonder what if the MCU had continued their early success. Peace and love from Universe M3686. So Universe words, Civil War, ass, Batman, Superman, good. Yeah. That's really uh, would you quite the opposite. Would you us. dimension hop <laughs> and go into this universe? Just to see, I mean, and would you stay there? Would you prefer what happened? So I'm going to say that this feels like a I'll visit universe, but I don't think I would want to stay. And I visit universe. Okay. Yeah, I I feel comfortable with the success we've gotten from Marvel. It it is getting a little stagnant for me now, but I mean, mm -hmm. I really like the continued success from Marvel and DC. I think they're enjoying doing these little one shot storylines. I think that's mm -hmm. really where they can make their money. But um, yeah, that sounds really I interesting. Mean, fair <laughs> enough to you, Jeremy. But I would dimension hop in a heartbeat. Yeah. MCU. I think the DCEU and the ceiling they have is. Mm -hmm. Higher than anything the MCU could produce. Real? Uh, yes. I, I think you're right. I think the honestly, ceiling yeah. is there. <laughs> it's like MCU's here and then DC is like here. Just the possibility. Yeah. And this universe has that possibility going for it more than ever than it in our universe. Yeah. Personally, I, guess so. I like the DC characters more. Just the characters, yeah, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, it's like no knock on like what the movies have produced and the content we've got from Marvel, but the characters in DC are just like. They're more interesting. They're more you. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I, I mean, I I love that like repertoire of heroes, the mm -hmm. Justice League, Justice mm -hmm. League Unlimited crew. Back, like, back. I love that so much. But yeah, I mean, I I've gotten really comfortable with Marvel now, and like where they can take stuff. But I can understand that because I mean, in our universe now, 
we have DC movies coming out and DC projects coming out that mm. are kind of R-rated that aren't really like this like happy-go-lucky family-friendly superhero, you mm-hmm. know, thing that we've gotten from the MCU for so long and like I don't know. Maybe I would want to stay. I don't. You might have turned me around on this. Yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> conversation. Talk, you just talk to yourself. Yeah, like, I, I actually, have, I'm wrong. Yeah, I might have talked myself into into staying. In this All right, universe. so <laughs> I would dimension hop stay, and you would. I got, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna oh, stay. I'm actually gonna change my mind. Wow, I'm, I'm gonna right. stay. I think well, it's worth it. Thank you, uh, dimension M three eight six eight six eight whatever the fuck it was yeah and thank you for sending that in that was really that was that was an i just ask one. our fans to please send better handwriting if possible yeah the fans will get to that Fan, fans will take care of that yeah for sure for sure all right well let's get into the agenda <laughs> of this episode jeremy okay um we don't have a lot this week i mean we oh, haven't had a lot oh. for this year since we started but mm-hmm. uh of course we've got uh peacemaker episode six peacemaker. came out uh, we had Book of Boba Fett episode six come out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna take a look at a a new little segment we've got coming this week, uh, and that's it. Like that is that's it. That's all we've got, pretty much. <laughs> so um, I guess we can we can jump into Peacemaker. I mean, what did you what did you kind of think of this episode? Uh, complete turning point. I think it, in an interview, James Gunn said this was like his favorite episode i thought i did hear that i thought i I, I couldn't remember if it was six or not but But yeah i I i'm gonna have to agree (laughs) james gunn yes my favorite episode so far haven't seen the last but this episode has been the best episode yeah i i feel like we're getting that perfect mix of like sci-fi kind of like clashing with like the grounded violence that we've gotten with this show agreed and the butterflies were insane oh my god and it just like the fact that i know james gunn sat in a room and said how do I want the butterflies to take over the humans? Yeah, and he's like, was... let's just make it the most gruesome thing that we can possibly think <laughs> Seriously, of. Seriously, was, uh, that was way more violent than I expected, For to real. be honest. I, I thought they were just going to you know, do a little go in. Maybe they phase in the back of their head or something. And then they I go, mean, oh, whoa. No, this was like a, a bloody Crunching, seizure. like ripping, ugh. tearing of human insides. Yeah, I also... I did not know that they were taking over yeah. humans to be honest I, really i really didn't i i kind of thought that they were that they were just kind of synthesizing their own being uh, mm-hmm. honestly i kind of thought that's I what was going that, on. that was kind of the vibe i'm glad you brought that up because yeah. early in the episodes i'm like oh it seems like they're just like inhabiting they didn't say anything about like oh they took over their body they were just saying like they're inside and, and it made it seem like they were just like like you said just creating this organic body and then living inside of it I mean, I still thought that people were getting abducted, but mm-hmm. I, would th- I thought it was going to be kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers vibe where mm-hmm. they were just like in these pods somewhere and they had like a replicated clone where they, they had all the control. Yo, I, th- I, I really thought that's bro, what I was I love happening. the fact that uh, when – I can't remember the officer's name, but when she was like in the field and then all the butter- butterflies come on their ship, mm-hmm. bro, they all fly though. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like they can't fly through space. Like I, I would assume they came well, they from don't, they sp- don't... from space. No, I mean they said their home planet was destroyed or it died or whatever, and they were on Earth. Oh, so they just were there? They were just there. I don't I know if I'm wrong, protection? but I swear to God, I'm like, wait, why are they showing up in ships? Their ships are just so cool, though. They're so, just mini. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. So I, funny, honestly, man. when Peacemaker like activated the one that he found in that girl's apartment, mm-hmm. I really didn't realize it was a ship. I, like, know, I was like. I. Man, it looks like an alien tablet. Of yeah, I thought it was like some sort of device. Like, is this like gonna put a beam up in this guy? Exactly. I was really confused, but I don't know. Uh, 
predators, I guess, is predators. the only thing that I can think of mm-hmm. that, like, I don't know, they're safer in the ship, I so, suppose. So, uh, is next week the series finale for this, or is it the week after? Do we have two uh, episodes? No, we episode? have two more episodes, two more episodes for Peace this. I, I'm really excited to see where they take this. Mm-hmm. I think they have a lot of room to play with the narrative at this point. Yeah. These characters, I'm sucked in. Oh, man, the way they handled Myrn and mm-hmm. the whole reveal, like, Did you hear about knowing, the theory? Like, Did you hear about the theory of, like, the intro of Peacemaker? What no. the intro means? No. So, <laughs> butterflies take over bodies, right? And people are saying that the intro is just some sort of, like, foreshadowing covering up as an intro like uh, like an intro to the to the show where it's like this is like that dance that routine they do is actually like the butterflies inhabiting the bodies of the people that we see in the in the intro and saying like oh the dance they do dude it's because the butterflies the butterflies are making him do it and they're on some sort of ship in the beginning hang on hang on okay so uh, are we submitting that possibly all of these characters are gonna die by the end of this that I don't that's think... a possibility because well, I mean, I we, we, we learned this episode. Once they're inhabited, they die. They're fucked. They're they're done with. Oh. Yeah, like that. Like song is is gone. Completely gone. Like like she's not coming back. Okay, Her, maybe that theory doesn't work. She's <laughs> gone. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I mean, James Gunn. He he does he he, he does kill characters off to you know make the story more profound. So mm-hmm. I mean, we could end up with all these characters dead. I could yeah. very well see that, but. Yeah, I mean, I love these characters. I love this show. Honestly, a 10 out of 10 episode of television for me. Super, super good. Oh, my God. All right, let's move on to our favorite. Yeah. Mr. Boba Fett. (laughs) Or should I say... Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) Mandalorian. Oh, my God, Jeremy. Let me start us off. Let me start us off right now. Okay, no, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. We get... Spoilers. We get Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Boom. He pops up. You're like, whoa, Luke Skywalker. Then we get Grogu back. Boom, whoa. And then we get Ahsoka Tano. Whoa, boom. Yeah. R2-D2. Whoa, boom. Yeah. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Oh, my God. Did I see it? Directed I'm... by Dave Filoni. And Dave can do no wrong, I must say. Agreed. Dave can do no wrong. Very agreed. Yes. The episode that he just made, I don't know if it's because Mandalorian is a more exciting character and the storylines we follow with him mm-hmm. outside of Boba Fett. I don't know if Boba Fett has like kind of set the bar low and then the rest of the show where it doesn't deal with Boba Fett is like just meeting expectations i think we might just genuinely be this excited to see i know i know oh my god so i i want to talk about two things here i want to talk about the ending okay and some possible canon that's being broken right now okay all right what do you want to start with i want to start with the choice at the end okay all right yeah so uh obviously spoilers Mm -hmm. you know for for book of boba fett chapter six at the very end Mm -hmm. Luke essentially gives Grogu this choice yeah. of you can go back to Mando, keep this attachment, and here's the armor he left for you. And it's it's like a best it's like a little Beskar chainmail. It's oh, adorable. It's like so uh, or he can take Yoda's lightsaber, which Luke has. So I, I mean, I honestly like from from me uh, like looking at it from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. I kind of would. I would make Baby Yoda choose, or I would make Grogu choose the chainmail, so that he can come toys. back for, for. Imagine the Funko Pops! Oh my god! <laughs> well, he could come back for Mando season three. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, they hit the jackpot with with Grogu. They, did. I bet they were they, they had really like a story did. plan, and then they came into that when they were writing like season three, like, hey, we're back. Let's make some money here. Guys. Let's, Let's make back. some money here. All right, we can't just keep running. <laughs> Too much of a gold mine is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. 
But I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't think that Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. should be preaching attachment or the lack thereof when he spent Empire Strikes Back saving his friends instead of doing Jedi training. And then at, by the end of Return yeah. of the Jedi, he's partying with his sister and his best friends doing like, yeah, we did it, guys. What's up? And then what? In the span of five years from the end of Return of the Jedi to now he's saying no attachments whatsoever. No attachments. Yeah. Like, And he's been in the whole original trilogy trying to save his father, dude. Yeah, he is kind of making the same mistakes. And I mean, obviously we see him, you know, have those the like – Mm-hmm. ramifications of those same mistakes that Yoda made with the old Jedi Order, he makes it with his new Order. Exactly. And in the sequel trilogy, we see that it falls apart just like exactly. the original And the order. one person who was like kind of seeing the flaws in Jedi, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, Qui-Gon was such a wise character when it came to that point in time where he's yeah. like, bro, why are we so like stupid? He's like asking all <laughs> the internal questions like, what is going on? I-, I love every clip of him in front of the council because he's just like, you guys are dumb. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking about dude he's like turning point in the galaxy (laughs) anakin's standing right next to him the young anakin and they're like well he's too old he's like bro do you see the midichlorian count who (laughs) cares he's the chosen one what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about it's like if qui-gon lived he would have i believe he would have changed the ways of the jedi right he would have trained anakin that's the thing the jedi were so caught up in their own ways yeah they destroyed themselves right they they were too ignorant to see palpatine growing in power right below their noses absolutely right and if qui-gon lived they would have seen the error in their ways they would have like eased up on this attachment thing right instead of being stuck in the old ways so much yeah i mean the attachment rule is like it's an indication of the old ways things change right i i i i I think if qui-gon lived that would have never happened and the jedi would have been saved but luke doesn't like see that whatsoever no he doesn't see that like oh why did my dad like turn to the dark side and kill all those kids in the temple <laughs> oh he wanted to keep his family true yeah 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 <laughs> he was scared of losing attachment because the jedi just like like sexually and emotionally suppressed them so so much you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, i yeah, mean no, it's true. i understand what you mean yeah i i the only way that i can like devil's advocate play arguing against it is mm-hmm. like i mean you know jedi the whole thing is not to just release all the attachment, but being okay with releasing the attachment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, still, in the end, Luke kept his attachment, and it was a source of strength for him. And I, yeah. I thought that that was a beautiful little parallel to where in the prequel trilogy we got all of this attachment, we got all these rules and regulations, the you know tenets of how you have to live your life as a Jedi. And then mm-hmm. at the end, Luke's just like, you don't need to do any of that at all. All you need to do is trust in your friends in the Force. That's it. Trust in the friends in the Force. That's the whole thing. That's and... It. I hope that we're being like preliminary right now. Like, oh, Luke, you should learn. You should know, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is like maybe some sort of test for Grogu to see like what he thinks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe over the course of like these next, uh, this last episode of Boba, because this, this next week is the last one, right? Yeah. Next week is the finale. I... <laughs> these last, I mean, if, it's, if it ends strong, Ooh. these last three episodes will make up for that. Or well, for everything in the Boba Fett series, yes. I think that I that I found wrong. Second half of the series way better than the first half. Way way better. way way better. Way better. And you know, I I don't know. In in a lot of ways, this this series became so little about Boba Fett. <laughs> I know it became like, so little about Boba Fett so fast. But I I do really enjoy, and I'll give it a lot of credit for pushing mm-hmm. Star Wars just 
Yeah, it is. It is. It, yeah, I mean, it really is doing. Even though this is like takes place before the sequel trilogy or whatever, it's still yeah. pushing it. And I think it uh, like people are saying like Dave Filoni is trying to like he's not retconning exactly, yeah. but maybe he's trying to like build Luke into the Luke we see in like the Last Jedi and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I can understand that because I mean, the vibe we get is failed teacher, which it would kind of play into this like repeating the same mistakes, you know, kind of thing that we'll we'll see eventually, but. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, if Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and Bryce Dallas Howard want to sit in a room and make all of Star Wars, you're saying, bro, I'd be okay with do that. You're saying, bro, feel do free. it, Just do it. Jeremy, point the camera and say, do it. Ready? One, two, three, do it. There you go. <laughs> but let's get into the second part of of the canon that I thought was like, wait, what's up with that? Yeah, this is like straight up like written evidence, right? This isn't like, oh, it's up in the air, Luke attachment or whatever, mm-hmm. but. In a Darth Vader comic that was considered canon, right? It was completely regarded as canon. Yeah, I do remember that comic, yeah. It, it was the fall of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes place right after, like, Order 66. And Yoda's lightsaber uh, was being thrown into a furnace to celebrate the end of the Jedi. Oh, it got destroyed. It got straight up destroyed, Jeremy. Not only did it get oh. destroyed, it exploded because of the kyber crystal inside of it. It didn't so just I mean, burn up a little bit or you could repair it or something. It like blew up. It blew up. It, oh. <laughs> it, after it was thrown in the furnace, okay. it was thrown in the furnace, it exploded yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, right? Mm-hmm. And then we see in this episode, it's being offered to Grogu as some sort of symbolic like teaching moment. So, I mean, is that then, did he basically, did Dave Filoni uncanonize that comic? That's or? the thing. That's, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, it's either there's a, like, there's going to be like some sort of explanation comic that explains why that one is still canon. Yeah. Right. I in just, like some sort of weird way in some sort of like, I don't know, MacGuffin kind of way, but I'd rather them just make the Darth it, Vader comic, not canon. It's anymore. so weird, but it's <laughs> like that people were like, Oh, this is what Darth Vader did during like all his time yeah. as Darth Vader. Right. And then yeah. you uncanonize that. You're going to be like, Oh, well that means like the rest pretty much isn't, you know, cause it's part of a series. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want answers is what I'm saying. Yeah, I want answers. That's, that's fair. I want answers too. But I mean, I don't think this is super new for Star Wars. Like they have always like they did the same thing with the prequel trilogy. They mm-hmm. released the prequel trilogy and there's this vast expanse of time between all of these movies where we're just like, we don't know what it all yeah, is going on. Very here. true. And then we get contextualization. We got the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. You know, we got so much content to fill in those gaps, which I think is kind of what they're doing now. And you kind of alluded to that earlier where mm-hmm. he's trying to connect the sequel trilogy now, kind of make it make a little more sense. Yeah. I don't know if you can save the back half of that sequel. That well, sequel trilogy, yeah, though. I really don't know <laughs> how you're going to fix that. But hey, the way um, you fix it is to say that, oh, they're not canon. I mean, they could just do it at the That's drop of a hat. That's a hot topic. That's a hot topic. We'll get into that some other time. We'll get into that some other time. But sure. Let's move on here, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to our last thing. We're we're starting a new a new segment. Re- really, really exciting segment. It's not going to be uh, – it may not be regularly occurring. It really just is whenever we can. But it's going to be a dose of real cinema. We're mm-hmm. going gonna to start taking a look at some real movies. I think, I think uh, we've been kind of barren. Right, just with oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we started the podcast at probably like the worst time. All, all we're doing is watching streaming shows, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah, but, but I mean, pretty soon we're gonna have a lot of films to review. Yes, a- after yes. Oscar season gets done. I'm very excited to see Batman. Very, I'm Batman. Very, very excited to see Batman. The next movie that I think is gonna be on this podcast is mm-hmm. Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Uncharted. Uncharted. Uncharted it comes is out gonna in February, be February, doesn't it? Seventeenth. Yeah, two weeks from now. 
So exciting. stay tuned for our review on that. But let's move into Nightmare Alley right here. Nightmare Alley. Oh, we we just both watched this this week. It came yes. out on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what what did what did you think? Just kind of overall, like how how did you feel about it? You like you like it or no? Guillermo del Toro is like he's fantastic, right? But the movies that I recognize him from mm-hmm. all have like this supernatural element yeah. in it, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only one I know is Shape of Water. And Shape I, of Water. I just know it's kind of weird. Yeah, and then, and then you got Hellboy, which is complete <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> yeah. right? Hellboy. And then you have uh, El Labrito del Fauno, mm. Jeremy, and uh, Pan's Labyrinth for all you listeners out there. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. I mean, they're all they all have like this mystical, like strange mystery, like darkness to yeah, them, I mean, right? You got, you got some of that in yeah. this movie, uh, but it's like with this movie, it was all grounded. Nothing was fantastical Certainly. at all. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, whoa, I mean, this is okay. like it. it. It was. Some of it was mm-hmm. fantastical and mystical. But yeah, like you said, it's very grounded. grounded. They made sure. It yeah. seemed, it sound, it like every time like, they did something crazy yes. within the plot where like he's supposed to see what's inside this woman's purse without looking, right? Exactly. He's like, well, I I just gauged you, understood who you were, <laughs> and then yeah, I saw that there was an imprint yeah. within your purse of a gun. And I'm like, easy. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, true. <laughs> of course, yeah. I, I do like how he kind of plays with this back and forth of, oh, it's mystical. No, it's not. No, it's oh, it's not. mystical. No, it's not. There's yeah. nothing. Because that's like... what it is within the world of the movie. He's yeah. like, he's going up to an audience and he's saying, this is not real. This is like only special abilities are able to do this, right? Yeah, it's yeah. that fantastical thing. But behind the scenes, it's like, this is how I do it. So that's yeah. like that kind of portrayal and the way it feels to, to inside the movie, inside the audience. Mm-hmm. It's just like, whoa. Like we're feeling the same thing that, the audience inside the movie is feeling yeah. pretty much. And I, and that was, I think that was, that was my favorite part to be like, Oh, like I am really just someone in the audience. Yeah. Watching this person. Yeah, no, it, it definitely felt like that at, at a lot of different times. I really, really enjoyed some of the acting in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I always liked Willem Dafoe. I kind of thought he'd get a little more screen time. But yeah. I can understand. Uh, but Kate Blanchett and Bradley Cooper, both in this movie were fantastic. So good. Really I mean, the ending good. shot where, Bradley Cooper just breaks down saying, like, it's oh, what God. I was born for. It's what I was born to do. Yeah, it's oh just my gosh. super, super good. Yeah. I hope he gets a Best Actor nomination, right? No. No? I don't think so. He's going to get a nom. I don't think he'll get a nomination. He'll get a nom. Uh, but, I mean, uh, I, I do think, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed the way that this movie not only delivers the story, but... The way that it feels, mm-hmm. just in general, I really like the vibe that this movie yeah. brings. I would, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, man, I would love to see it in black and white. True, true. Like, I know it's true. based on a film yeah. that was like pretty much in black and white, but I mean, like this movie, I want to be like bland. So should I turn on, should I turn on like black and white mode on my TV right now, <laughs> like just to see what it's like, just to make it feel like as noir as possible? But let's let's move into ratings. Like, what would you give it on the NQ, or what would you give it on the NQC rating scale, Jeremy? So for me, okay, this movie was pretty good. Uh, I I think I would give it an opening night watch. I opening I, night watch. I would show up on an opening night to watch this. This okay. was this was that good. Fair for enough, me, for sure. Fair enough. What what about you, Jeremy? Yeah. Uh, when I watched this film and thinking about everything Guillermo del Toro has done, it, it's in the back of my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know because it felt like it was playing with the idea of being fantastical a lot. Yeah. And not really. I don't want to say not delivering on it, but like. I, almost short falling short yeah it's short changing yeah where it's like it, oh it is like this crazy element that's to it but it's just Bait like switch you know it's like all right well i understand and it did it a lot where it's like oh it's fake but it's real 
yeah. like a lot. I'm like, I'm like, I know it's fake. All right, I, I get, feel, I know what you're saying. I you know feel it's fake. very uncertain. Yeah. throughout the whole thing. But at, at the same time, I was like, all right, I get it. I'm supposed to feel uncertain. Yeah. A lot of the time, where I'm like, okay, I like treat me like I'm smart. So I'm gonna give this a rating of. It might win something. Yeah. That's my it. It might could. win something. Yeah. I. It definitely could. Bless you. Thank but you. um. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you're talking about. To where. Yeah, I think we we talked about it before before we came on, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this movie kind of drags a little bit. It's, yeah. it's a little slower than I would have expected. I mean, every it movie repeats some stuff. I think every movie need. since like Endgame, it feels like since Endgame has felt the need to be over two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, I want to return or at least try to reach. Yeah, no, it does. I, I want to return to just these like nine hour or nine no. hour ninety, <laughs> minute, 90 movie. minute movies. I mean, respect like, to Venom, even though it was terrible it was terrible yeah like, respect to like <laughs> really going o- like, like only an hour 30 like yeah. on the dot pretty much like Fair respect enough, yeah you know yeah. and back to willem dafoe man like he was super good i wish i saw way more of him in this movie seriously yeah yeah not like really way more of him because i know he's yeah, a member I mean, of the hung jury or whatever but again with the hung jury we talked about this this week apparently there's a how, what is it a hung jury yeah he's part of the hollywood you know hey you have any guesses as to who's in the hung jury? I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Danny DeVito's in there. Danny DeVito is in there. You got anyone else in there that you know about, that you can reveal, that you can say? Uh, I, I, I don't know for a fact. I haven't seen it myself, but uh, oh, oh. Willem Dafoe is, in fact, part of the Hollywood's hung jury. I don't doubt it. I really don't doubt it. I, I'm, I'm sure that that's true. Well, yeah, Jeremy, no one can doubt it. I mean, after these performances <laughs> in 2021 and 2022, it's just like, woo, good for him. <laughs> I mean, he's got everything going for him. Hey, true that, true that. All right, well, I think that's going to end our episode for this week, Jeremy. Yeah, we, we don't have anything else, I All right, think. stay tuned. Next week, Boba Fett, complete series review, and you get our ratings for it. We'll see you next Sunday at 12 p.m. And real quick, real quick, before we go, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, not quite cinema. We will see you next week, guys.